Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Beardy and the Geek. My name is Emmett Okuna and I am joined by... Ryan Huffy. How are you going tonight, Emmett? I am in a bunker of terror because there's an election going on. I don't know if you're aware of this. No, I haven't heard of it. What's, uh, what's going on? Well, well, seemingly there's a lot of people out there who are voting for certain people, and there's a lot of other people who live on the internet, and they're upset that the people are voting for other, certain people. Like and, in a democracy? Yeah, it's weird. But um, I do wish the people who are spending so much time on the internet maybe spent less time on the internet and actually went out to the world, and maybe, you know. I, that's just my proposal. But I, 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 so it's, it, a lot of people are upset, and then there's probably other people out there who are happy. I'm speaking in vagaries here. <laughs> it's it's all very confusing to me. I don't get a vote in this election, so. Oh, that's right. You're not one of us. Yeah, it's it's like watching a car crash in slow motion. I I really you know, I'm feeling very uninvolved, but uh, yeah, everyone seems to be upset about it. So I I guess I guess it's upsetting, but um yeah, that that's what's happening right now. And hopefully by the time this comes out, uh, Australia won't have keeled over and people can enjoy this podcast because uh, the way people are talking, it sounds as if that something really really terrible is coming. No, no, it's not. It's not the end of days. That's not until next year. <laughs> um, tonight we are here to talk about Gregory McKay, and we've got Greg on the line here. He's the creator of Francis Bear and recent book from Milk Shadow Books, The Trials of Francis Bear. Thanks uh, to you for joining us today, Greg. Good evening. Francis Bear, drunk, incredible inventor, and terrible friend. Mm. Uh, where did he come from? He's this little chap. Yeah, well, well, that's a very good description of, uh, of Francis Bear. Francis Bear was kind of like a spin-off project that I started. Um, it's kind of like an antithesis to some fairly serious um, and hard-to-find small press autobiographical comics. And uh, it's sort of, um, you know, he's sort of, was like an uh, an antidote character to the main sort of autobiographical character. So it was like the the old story where the the toys come alive after the you know humans are asleep that sort of thing. So at the end of these sort of autobiographical stories, the um, the bear would wake up and criticize the, the same character or, or me essentially. And um, slowly I started sort of doing a bit more with the character because it was um you know sort of outside of the realm of reality and it sort of you know could um you know have a bit more fun. Uh, with the characters, so you know, it was sort of um, a bit more wilder, a bit crazier, and just sort of a bit more interesting for me. I did, I did like how. I mean, I could tell it was liberating for you to write as well, because he does seem to go off on these tangents, and the story itself goes off on some wild tangents. You've got shrinking monsters and invading armies, and uh, all this bizarre stuff happens to him. But what I find interesting about it is that he's the kind of character and it's the kind of humor that in a typical comic strip would be episodic. It would be, you know, one page strips and then we go on to the next weird adventure. Whereas this actually keeps building. It turns into this big epic. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a shift for me with Francis Bear because he was almost entirely built out of short stories. And yeah. like the first book that I, I sort of self-published of him was all just self uh, was all sort of short stories that were published elsewhere. With this book, I sort of just wanted to try and write a giant story, like a graphic novel, based on on what um, on what he does. But it was very much like a giant short story for me, if you know what I mean. Because there was, it's generally I sort of write them stream of consciousness. I don't sort of, you know, it's kind of like a fairly um, 
you know, silly sort of project for me. It's not sort of what I call a serious comics. So it's all basically stream of consciousness. I just sat down and started writing, just drawing the story out and uh, didn't do a lot of editing and didn't do a lot of revision. So it's kind of just one giant story that's kind of just, a, you know, it's sort of rather structureless and, um, you know, um, freeform sort of fun project to do, yeah. But it does. It does seem to develop quite naturally as well. It's not just random, for the sake of random. It actually is going somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it ended up having a bit of a curve to it, and I sort of started, you know, um, piecing it together so it would sort of, you know, reflect and you know, be part of a broader story that sort of made sense and sort of had a bit of you know, um, re- reference to other parts of the story. Yeah. But you know, realistically, for me, it was like a really was a learning project you know i was sort of trying to try a different thing and you know i think it sort of worked but at the same time it's like i'm never happy with with what i do and i always want to try something you know new and, and make make things better and uh, you know i think that when i read back at francis bear i think i will probably do things differently and you know um but part of that is because of the way i, I write and the way i draw as well i mean um I have a fairly demanding job at the moment and it's kind of uh, at that time I was sort of very much drawing the books in the margins, you know, uh, you know, on, on weekends and after work. So I didn't get a lot of thinking time and time to actually draw it. So it was a real sort of shorthand for me with Francis Bear. Mm-hmm. I do have other styles though. That's the thing. I have another several types of, of comics that I draw. But Francis is the one that I seem to get my act together enough to, to publish yeah, but he's also deceptively. Your style in this book is deceptively simple, because it looks like a little, little, little cute little bear fella, and then you open up on this page of like detailed diagrams or of whatever he's invented this time, and uh, that that's where it, it's quite interesting. You could see that you're sort of flexing your muscles a bit more. Yeah, and I think that you know a lot of people don't quite get. Francis Bear because of those qualities, you know, it sort of has this veneer of, um, you know, simplicity about it and, and sort of like a, a children's sort of style in a way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this, the main characters are stuffed animals, you know, and, um, you know, he does invent sort of, you know, crazy machines and things like that. But, you know, there is, like you were saying, there is like a different aspect to it as well. Um, but you need to sort of be able to access that. Yeah. And, I don't think that that's all that accessible uh, up front to a new reader. So. Yeah. Mm. There is there is one particular sequence in it. I, I hope I don't spoil this for anybody, but there is one particular sequence in the book where it does just become utterly surreal and the character leaves the comic book page altogether yeah. uh, and interacts with your environment. And what I liked about that is it, it does seem to be one of those random elements I described earlier, something which is strange for the sake of being strange. But then when the action returns, it's almost as if he's had a breakdown or something because he has just witnessed something really, really horrible. Right. And so it, it fits. It actually fit quite well. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really move the story forward when you're reading it. And then you sort of realize that it's this, this, it's this sort of terrible kind of out-of-body experience that the character has, mm. um, you know, due to to sort of his um, sort of overwhelming circumstances. And that's what I really used to draw a lot more um, with the short stories was basically Francis Bear going crazy in the desert, you know, yeah. Bear getting so drunk that, you know, he can't remember what's happening or, 
you know, he wakes up in a miniature village and thinks he's a giant or some sort of silly things like that. But um, I do sort of try and like to keep that in the Francis Bear stories as to sort of trick the audience in a way. Mm. But also try and move the, the story forward. Before we um, started recording, I sent out a tweet uh, that, you know, we'll be talking to Greg McKay shortly about Francis Bear and so forth. And then I said, and BD. And before we started, Ryan and I were just having a quick chat, and Ryan was like, w- what's BD? Like, what, what are you getting us into here? <laughs> so, BD, Bon Dessine, French comics. Francis yeah. has been published in uh, in France, uh, in Turkey Comics Anthology. Yeah. Um, so, I just want to maybe touch on that as well. Because um, what's interesting about Turkey Comics it's published by the Hoochie Coochie, and you've got a few Austra- other fellow Australians in there with you. Yeah, I, I conned them into publishing. Publish. Oh. <laughs> I was like the first non-French-speaking person they published. Mm. I sort of left a zine in um, a um, uh, in the Lambiex store in, in um, Amsterdam. It's like a comic, comic shop. And uh, the, the editor of uh, Hichikuchi, um, Gautier Ducates, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I've never met the fellow. Mm. He's a grand fellow. But um, he uh, found the comics and then was like, oh, my God, who's this strange Australian person? Um, and so as a result of that connection, I sort of you know, introduced them to better artists like Mandy Ord and Tim Danko. Mm. And, uh, I sent them all of the, like, the pure evils and silent armies and things like that and you know, there was sort of like, wow, the whole scene of Australian people. So, um, yeah, so it's great to have those guys um, in the comics. It's sort of more of an international feel for them. Yeah. You know, they've worked on separate projects too, like the Tim Danko uh, projects are amazing and, and I think Mandy's working on something, I'm not really sure. Um, mm-hmm. the working with the French is an interesting interesting process because it's, it's all completely remote and, um, you know, it, it's English as a second language for them that, you know, it's kind of this passion they have for comics and, um, you know, new types of comics. And, uh, you know, they started publishing Francis Bear fairly early on in the, in um, in Turkey comics. So just for the new audiences, um, Turkey comics is like the anthology that Hoochie Coochie, which is like a sort of an underground um, publisher, they publish every year an anthology of all the comics that they like. So um, Francis Bear was sort of picked up by... Hoochie Coochie, and then they published a lot of short stories uh, of Francis Bear, and then they put they compiled that into into like a, a book or a bun Disney and uh, uh, about three years ago now. So that was that was exciting. It, it's always been something I think I've tried to mention here on the show because people keep comparing Australian comics with American comics, and I try to counter that with, well, look at French comics. I mean, if you are looking for someone to emulate, France would be the ideal because there you have multiple genres like here in Australia. There you have cartoonists alongside comic artists, alongside uh, all the different styles, all in one place, and a rich appreciation for them. I mean, that's that's really what you want. You don't want to be boxed off into some little niche genre. So I, I, when, when I uh, heard that, Francis Bear had been published in French. I was wrapped for you because I thought that's a, the perfect venue for you. Yeah. And they love um, new styles and new comics. I mean, they, they will lament, you know, the influx of sort of um, 
the sort of more bland mainstream comics as they refer to them. Uh, you know, so they do, they are challenged as well by, by, by mediocrity. It's not always amazing sort of underground comics and things like that. It's, there is sort of a, an uphill battle over there, but, um, certainly like Hoochie Coochie, you know, they've won what's called fanzine of the year, which is, um, like for Turkey comics. It's like the, the big prize at Angle M for, um, for anthologies basically. And they often have, when the last two years running, they've had a book of theirs, you know, up against, you know, the top three in, you know, four book of the year. And so they've come very close to, um, you know, to, to winning out um, the really big prizes at the Angolan Festival. So mm. they're kind of, you know, they're heavy hitters and they're, but they're sort of really a community-based kind of publishing house. It's, it's kind of like a, a commune, if you like. So it's really amazing to be a part of. So yeah, I mean, they do want to continue working with me and they, they do want to work on the French version of The Trials of Francis Bear, but they want to make it bigger, bigger and longer. They always want to expand things. So, um, you know, they kind of want to add, want me to add stuff and put other short stories that I've submitted to them and sort of just make it this huge book. So that's kind of cool. Just have Francis be in prison reading passages from Sartre's being in nothingness and just, you know, you can keep that running for days, you know, <laughs> pages of that. I would have him read another Francis Bear book. So you, you would ah. read a Francis Bear book and that could be the short story. And then <laughs> he would finish that book and he'd still be in prison, you know. Maybe he's writing the book. And, it's like a, a great sort of, you know, trope on how to how to get the story to be longer without sort of, you know, having to build too much more plot. That could work. Now, one thing I was thinking, or one thing I was wondering rather, was uh, whether or not the French would um, would actually get your little hardware store gag right at the beginning of Ooh. the book. Uh, where the the quote being, hardware stores were originally built to accommodate bored people during weekend barbecues held yeah. in pre-existing car parks. Yes. Now, to us, that, that straight away just paints a picture of probably one of the worst places on earth. Uh, well, the sausage sizzle outside the hardware store on a Sunday morning in Maine. Uh, yeah, I think it was just for them, they have hardware stores. They're, uh, but they don't quite have that kind of, you know, community sausage sizzle aspect. I think they read that as just a surreal thing. Like it wasn't like a, well, we have to translate this into a French variation of the sausage sizzle. It was very much, well, that's just a strange thing for Francis Bear to do. You know, it's not so much a, yeah, a, uh, there, there wasn't much cultural conversion there. I think it was just weird. Whereas we look at it and go, no, no, this is a thing. That's right. This is part of what hardware stores are about. And, you know, it's, you know, part of voting too. I don't know whether you guys hooked up with your uh, sausage and bread at your electoral uh, um polling booth today i don't know it's i was all about the cake stalls oh, yeah. really yeah but yeah the but, french are funny because they they do have their own sense of humor and sometimes the, the translation doesn't doesn't always work but um they use a lot of their own slang and things like that to sort of get around that and uh taking things a bit um closer to home uh for the last few years you were involved in the caravan of comics as well, and th that's where Australian comics were going over to the States and actually checking out how things are going over there and trying to get some exposure there. Maybe just quickly, how would you describe that? How did that go for you? 
that's a very humbling experience. Um, you're going to a very large community, a very established um, community too of, of artists and self-publishers. And, you know, you, there is sort of aliens. And unless you kind of sort of gathered a bit of star power on your own um, beforehand, like on the internet or with sort of international publishing, you're pretty much like a brand new, you know, um, uh, feature. So, I mean, with the first caravan, it was amazing because we had, a large contingent of Australians and we'd sort of, you know, had a lot of resources to sort of make ourselves the Australians at, um, at the big festivals like TCAF that we went to and, and MOCA in New York. Um, but, yeah, it was very humbling because you're like, there was enough people just to buy all of your books eventually. Like 17,000 people went to um, TCAF over two days, um, which is in that big uh, Toronto Comics Arts Festival. And... Uh, you know, you're guaranteed to get a lot of exposure and things like that, but it's still just random people walking past. A lot of them don't know who you are or what you do. And, um, you know, it's, it's very humbling because you do sort of see the, the, the sort of rock stars of the scene and what they're about and all that sort of, you know, the great uh, old masters of, of comics as well. But it's just great to be invested in it because you do realise that it is a world community. And, I mean, we've got some great um, comics stuff happening in Australia that, it's it's on such a large scale over there that it's it's quite intimidating, but also just really refreshing. But when you're like, you know, um, trying to sort of understand it and sort of break into it or whatever, it's kind of really it's kind of tough, um, you know. But you know, I sold a lot of books and well, in relative terms. And the last time, like this year, when I went back over, I had fans coming up to me. I had fans, which is strange. Brilliant. People sort of coming up, saying, "Ah, oh, so this is your the next book? Can you? I brought the." First book, can you sign this one for me? It was really strange. So the people who saw me there last year were sort of coming back and recognizing me, which was um, very disconcerting. But, but considering nobody knows who really who I am or anything like that, or you know, there's not a lot of presence on the internet for for uh, the book or anything. It's still it was pretty amazing. Congratulations, you know, fans. Fans are always good. You were great. <laughs> and now Ryan and I were also wondering because we recently did a show all about uh, Milk Shadow Books and their deal with Mad Men so Mad Men are going to take up distribution of Milk Shadow Books and you as one of their feature creators uh, how do you feel about the deal how do you feel about the opportunity yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's amazing I mean France, Francis Bear you know I never really thought anything really would amount he wouldn't amount to much but um you know, that's kind of something that's pretty cool is to be on Mad Men. You consider what else they distribute. It's, um, it's, it's pretty cool to sort of be on that sort of, you know, platform as well. And it's a real sort of, um, you know, uh, boost for, uh, for Milk Shadow. I know James Andre puts in a lot of work and he's collected quite a stable of artists and uh, he's always positive about it. And, uh, you know, it's just a real breakthrough for 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 uh, Milk Shadow, that's for sure. And you know, it's, uh, it's a sort of a world stage thing too. So it's it's pretty um, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it is. And uh, and I mean, Madman definitely have uh, a keen interest in um, in pushing local talent as well. So mm -hmm. uh, as we've seen with the the Gestalt deal earlier on, or, or late last year, sorry. So I, I think it. Um, I mean, this is just from an outsider's opinion, but it can only mean good things, surely. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, there's a lot of new projects that, you know, will roll out through Milk Shadow that will be, you know, 
debuted on that. So um, I'm quite excited by that. So yeah, it'd be great. Mm. Excellent stuff. And I understand, Greg, you've got some good news as well uh, for your next project. Yeah, well, I mean, I've started writing a children's book. I sort of um, was asked to write a sort of version of Francis Bear, and then it was sort of, well... Too many rude words, surely. People, you know, having too many existential crises. <laughs> and, uh, basically, it's like, well, let's reinvent the world a little bit. And so I wrote like a um, like 110-page uh, sort of script, and I went away to Florida to a... Um, a sort of artist residency over there at the Atlantic Center for the Arts, which is a um, amazing place. And it was like a graphic novel um, exclusive residency for about 30 artists, and sort of just worked on this um, comic, a couple of comic book ideas, but one of them was this this children's book, and they sort of formulated it into a sort of a working working script and like a thumbnail of like the entire book, sort of thumbnailed out and. Um, I sort of submitted that to the Australian Society of Authors as like a an idea for a um a, a children's book, and they sort of you know granted me a and a why grant basically they granted me a grant to uh, <laughs> work on that and you know focus my my energies on that. So I'm in the second draft now, and I've sort of started writing that. So we'll just see what happens there. If only the person that granted you a grant was named Grant, it would be perfect. Yeah, well, you know, that would be funny, wouldn't it, if there was a grant associated with grant. But, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll just, yeah, we'll see about that. Um, well, where can people find you online? GregoryMackay.com. It's really, it's just the most basic website. <laughs> and it's like, I sort of have a Tumblr where I, I used to upload, photo, I like drawings. Now I just put funny photographs that I've taken or, you know, nice photos that I think are good but I'm not a real I haven't really pushed that part of my work which is something I think I could probably improve upon but uh, you know I'm busy making comics but if you go to my website it just has links to the tumblr and also links to where you used to be able to buy Francis Bear but now you have to go to the madman site because you know you have to buy it off that site which is pretty neat so I have to update my website but um yeah, if you sort of just look around, there's a few things floating around there. But yeah, I must admit, it's sort of something I have to improve upon. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also on Twitter if folks want to get in touch. Yeah, it's at Gorg, I think, which is at G-G-O-R-G-G. Um, I've made that too complicated, I think. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, I sort of post little updates there and you know things like that. Uh, it's pretty neat. Excellent stuff. Well, listen, thanks for chatting to us, Greg, and the best of luck. I'm really looking forward to seeing your kids' book as well, and I'm sure your newfound fans in the States would love it too. Well, yeah, let's hope so. Thanks. <laughs> All, right. All right. Cheers, folks. Thanks, mate.